Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everyone? Daniel Smooth here. I wanted to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Canada Dips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Canada Dips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at CanadaDips.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUP20 at CanadaDips.com. It's time to BS. I was told I would be a real boy. That was not my, that was my sound effect. Now wait for it. Wait for it. Mm. Aha! We have there two, it is. We have two soundboards in this department. <laughs> <laughs> Jack has arrived at the nick of time. <laughs> swooping in out of nowhere. Sweeping, swooping per the of, usual. Swooping in out of nowhere, as he tends to do on a regular basis. <laughs> but, uh... For those of you wondering, this is the third time I'm trying to record this. The previous two times were both live streams, and I've realized that now live streams are just probably not my thing. They're they're a pain in the ass to edit. I don't edit them. Like that's that's the thing. Like I mean, when, when I've done live streams before, I just I just hit live and I just go. Like well, you just you don't. Well, the thing there's is, not really a whole lot to it. I for clip me, at them. Least. I clip them. Okay, that's, that's fair. why. That's yeah. why they're a pain in the ass to do it. Because, you know, we need to get clipped. It's worth it in the end, but... We need to get clipped. Crickets. New sound. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are coming to you from the beaches of lovely Long Island, New York. My name is Daniel Smooth. This is Time to BS. Jack has joined... <laughs> Have we established a soundboard thing already? Yes, Jack has a soundboard. 
Hey! <laughs> this is going to be a clusterfuck. <laughs> this absolutely is. This is gonna Especially, be I'm, I'm going to click the wrong one once or twice. I know it, too. Watch the beach just like, I don't know, like the the Pornhub theme. <laughs> no, I don't have that. <laughs> That'd be, I, you know what? Hold that thought. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, at this point, why don't I have that? This is this is how things. This is how we get canceled. <laughs> this is how this in the is year how... of our Lord and Savior, twenty twenty four. This is how, and it all changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> uh, Jack, what's on the menu today? <laughs> Oh, there's a lot. Oh, good God. There's so much going on. I'm laughing now. I haven't gotten going about the Kings yet. Um, oh, we'll get to hockey. We'll get to I'm hockey. Sure, I'm sure there will be a minor discussion about that. I'm sure uh, we're here to talk football playoffs there's, mostly. Though. There's hockey talk. There's plenty of football discussion, pro and college. Um, yeah. What a wild week. What a very interesting week. I think that's putting it kindly. Yeah. So, uh, Jack, ask me how I'm doing. How is the Seahawks fan doing? How is the Seahawks fan doing as I've had two days to really think about this? I had, I literally, I think I was the one that told you to. I literally like just messaged you out of nowhere in all caps, like, yo, Pete Carroll's gone or whatever, whatever it was that I said. Yeah. So I didn't believe you at first. No. And then, I'm not going to lie, I jumped up for joy at first. And then, as the hours went by and as the days have gone by, I have felt, how would I put this, somber, to put it that way? I guess that's a fair term, yeah. Which is, which is interesting, because for those who have followed the show for as long, for the entire time, even priest time to BS will know my thoughts on Pete Carroll. But at the same point, I can't help but thinking a bit of remorse of holy shit, this actually happened. I don't know if remorse is the right word to describe how I'm feeling, but it's mostly of the, wow, they actually did it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how you, uh, I think that's a, that's a very appropriate way to feel after he's been there for what was it? How long has it been? 12 14 years? years, 14, 14 years. years. And it's like the change had to happen. It felt like at this point. Oh, I'm not going to argue that the change had to happen. It, it's it, the change had to happen. I've been arguing like this for seven years. There are like there have been talks in recent years, especially like with the power struggle that happened between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and how all that went down. And yeah, what Pete Carroll did do in his earlier years too, especially, and how he got the Seahawks their first Super Bowl. Obviously, that that can't be discounted. But at the same time, these last few years, you could argue he has not done terribly, but the Seahawks haven't moved forward at all in the slightest. Yeah. So, so like they 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 missed the playoffs this year. Last year, I think they were out in the first round. They were out. Although the they first, were well. Well, here's my argument that I've always brought up the last couple of years. Um, your entire division is going to get better next year. Pretty much. The the, Ra- the Rams are going to get better. The, the Already have gotten better. Already I, don't, have, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be a whole different right, discussion. Enough, mm. That's enough of you right now. Um, 
the Niners are going to get infinitely better in the next couple of years, assuming they don't go into a cap wall. Um, and then there's the Cardinals. They're the mystery in this division, aren't they? They really are. So in, not only is your entire division getting better, the entire conference in the NFC is getting better. The entire NFC is going to get better. And the defense, which you pride yourself on as a defensive head coach, which is your specialty, um, if they were to inc- – how would I put this? They have they were 28th in total defense this year. They were last against the rush. Not only were they last against the rush, but they were fourth in sacks in the entire league, first in pressures, 27th against the pass. Am I wrong with that? But they're like they're, they're bottom five in almost every single statistical category on defense. I actually have no idea how to verify that. But, I mean, I'm sure you could look up pro football focus. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you guys use. So, that's probably the... Like, your defense, which you pride yourself on, and, and you look at the roster from top to bottom, they have talent. They absolutely have talent. Anyone, sure. Any, well, you're a Rams fan, so... If we were talking about the Rams, you would say absolutely. Yeah. But... I would. I I, I have a whole ramble to go on there, honestly. But. Well, the, the Seahawks defense as a whole, you can look at them on the roster-wise, and it's a pretty good roster top to bottom. It's not the 49ers roster by any stretch, but it's still a pretty good-looking roster. The fact that not only your defense gave up on average of 30 a game, but your offense only scored 17 a game on average. That's not good enough. With, no. the, with the trio of receivers that you have, with the weapons that you have at wide receiver, tight end, running back, a good offensive line, say what you want, good offensive line, and Geno Smith, who is as consistent as you can get right now, at quarterback, to be determined, of course. That's not good enough, and a change had to be made. Yeah, it sucks that the fact they actually did it, and I credit Jody Allen for having the cojones to do it when, let's be honest, her brother would not have done this. Paul Allen would not have done this. No. And I think, I think too, when back to like kind of your earlier point as well, it, it I think it can be a little bit, I, I don't know what the right word to use is there, but like you, he, he, we need to make clear. He's not like leaving the team. He's staying as no, an advisor. He's, so he's, he's not, he's not gone, gone. He's, no. he's like, what it's like what Bruce Arians did with the Buccaneers. He's still in the building. He's still helping the team out. He's just not on yeah. the sideline anymore. No, which is honestly the best decision you could have made. And if I'm being honest, I'm calling Dan Quinn up tomorrow mm-hmm. without even hesitation. I'm giving the Cowboys a call and say, hey, I, I don't care if this is tampering or not. We need to talk to, D- to DQ. Because he is like, I've been, cr- I, I said this with Mike last episode. The only reason Dan Quinn did not take a head coaching job last offseason is because he was preparing for the inevitable Seahawks job to open up. And that is the hottest job in the in the NFL market right now. It's up there for sure. It's I mean definitely top three. You, I, I'm literally literally on my other screen right now. I'm looking at, at a tweet from PFF that's saying what's the asking what the best head coach opening in the NFL is. And you know, 
there's teams like that Chargers, Titans, Raiders. I think the Raiders, for starters, I they're they're stupid if they don't keep Antonio yeah, Pierce. Yeah, they're stupid if they keep if they don't keep AP. That's that's absolutely honest. But like what he has done to that locker room, I've never seen. We'll get a to team. that later. We'll get to okay. that later. We'll we'll definitely get to we'll definitely touch on the Raiders, but. All right, I'll wait. I'll Dan, pump the brakes then. Dan Quinn, yeah, we, we tend to do that. We tend to go off track like crazy. But, like, <clears throat> like Quinn would be perfect. He's yeah. been here on two different occasions, coordinate the defense to a super, to coordinate one of the greatest defenses ever. And another thing that he preaches is violence on the football field. Watch the Cowboys play. They hit people hard. Watch those Falcons teams when he was the head coach. Say what you want with the defense. They hit people hard. Really hard. And the Seahawks haven't done that in years. No. I mean, when I, when I, when I think of the Seahawks and hard hitting, the only thing I think of is uh, uh, DK Metcalf shoving a Keller Witherspoon after the whistle. By the way, that dude, I would not want to pick a fight with DK under any circumstances. Well, DK is the one picking fights, if anything. like, Have you seen that, how big he is? He is. He's huge. Jack, let's be honest here. You're what, 5'8"? A little taller. 5'9"? Only a little. Only, yeah, around 5'9", 5'10". Okay. He'd snap five, you like, I don't even know. That's being generous, honestly. like a toothpick. I know. I'm not saying that I want to pick a fight with that guy. I'm saying he's the one that's picking fights. He has thigh arms. Yes. He has tharms. <laughs> what a word that you just used. He has tharms. You just made up. He has thigh arms. His arms are bigger than his thighs. That's he's impressive. also a crybaby, though. I well, think he's a big I mean, crybaby. Well, okay, okay, okay. Not arguing that, but also in his defense, when you are that skilled of a receiver and you are not helping your team at all, I looked up. So I looked up the crazy stat. Did you know he's the only Seahawks receiver to have a thousand yards this year? And he Jesus Christ! And he just got to a thousand. Like he. Barely got there. Tyre Lockett and all of his and all of his skills could not get a thousand. Jackson Smith and Jigba, granted, rookie, did not get to a thousand. Noah Fant didn't get the five hundred yards. There's the other thing. Your offense has been putrid for years. And you constantly preach on Run the football, run the football, run the football. You know what? They were tw- they were bottom ten in rush in rushing offense. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, with how good Kenneth Walker is, that kind of feels like a waste. Not just Walker. You saw Charbonnet. You yeah, saw Charbonnet was good too. Yeah, Charbonnets are good back, and they got a third guy in Kenny McIntosh who can run. And what? Well, I understand you like to run the bell cow like crazy, and I believe it. And you believe in a bell cow system, but Chris Carson had to retire because of a neck injury, and you mm-hmm. ran him into the ground. Marshawn Lynch had to retire twice because you ran him into the ground. Granted, he could have done. He it. literally came back to he, the Seahawks. He came back to the Seahawks, and they could do nothing with him, nothing, and you ran this guy into the ground. Again, I, I I could get mad. I could. 
But I'll end this conversation with change had to be made. As mm-hmm. much as it sucks, this had to be done. It had to be done. And if they didn't make this change, quite frankly, you'd be staring at the same record the Giants are in right now, which oh, is top Lord. which is top five pick in the draft. Top five or top top ten or top five pick at worst. And you'd be making stupid trades like the Jamal Adams one. Which by the way, send him to the moon. Yeah, we don't need to get we don't need to go down any we don't need rabbit holes down. related to Jamal Adams. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole, otherwise the entire U Stadium crowd will come after us. And saying, don't make boy. don't make me as a Rams fan get into the Bobby Wagner rabbit hole either. Because that's just funny. Oh, it's hilarious. He said he wanted to be on a winning team. He 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 did one year went wrong okay, for the Rams. Jack. Wasn't even his fault. Okay, we'll get to King's talk after the break. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't even King's talk. I'll we'll get to we'll get to Rams King's Jack stuff. <laughs> I like that sound. I'm going to use the cricket sound a lot more. (laughs) And then the Yoshi one. Wait, what else do I have here? All right, that's breaking news. Okay, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Time to BS. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Now, don't lie. I know you want some great deals on those events you go to, like your Jonas Brothers concerts or Met games or stuff like that. Wait, did I say Jonas Brothers concert? Anyway, so that's why BellyUp, we have partnered up with SeatGeek. Use the promo code BellyUpSports at all caps at SeatGeek.com to get $20 off your first purchase. Now that is a sweet deal. Don't forget... Promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at all caps at SeatGeek.com. It's time to BS. fun as a hockey fan right now like these last like few this last like week or so So longer honestly yeah please update me because i've been bamboozled by how the canucks are playing i've been bamboozled how the jets are playing i've been bamboozled how the islanders are playing because you know i'm a fan so jack please update me to what the hell happened to your kings i don't know 
I don't know what the fuck happened. Thank I don't you know for your contribution to the show. <laughs> there you go. That's all. That's that's. I've done my piece. I'm out. He's um, done nah. his part. <laughs> um. No, it's it, it's been brutal. It's been unwatchable hockey. I mean, this team. It feels like they can't. They they were scoring at will to open the year. They were scoring like five goals a game. It felt like for such a long time, Holy 11 shit. and zero on the road. It's that's an NHL record. No team has ever gone 11 and zero on the road before to start a season. And immediately after that, we ran into your New York Islanders, which their defense has been inconsistent to put it kind. Anders Lee. Here we go. Tried, tried to murder two people. I'm going to mute myself real quick. He, he took, he's, I see him laughing behind his mic. He took out Gavrikov. He took out Vladislav Gavrikov, who's been one of the Kings' better defenders. He's back now, but the soul of the team just has not been there since Gavrikov been, had been hurt. They've been having so much fun, like in the locker room and whatnot, like after wins, but the they're, they're just like not, it feels like they're not interested right now. And it feels like more accurately, the coaching staff is not interested right now. I don't know what Todd McClellan's doing. He's like just not. He keeps playing the ineffective like Kopitar Kempe Dowdy line in overtime. They've been ineffective. They keep going to overtime. They're not scoring. They're just lazily moving around the ice. They're, they look disinterested. They look tired. Like why doesn't got why don't like fast like high scoring guys like Trevor Moore or Quentin Byfield get a chance in overtime? Like, and then the, the the power play is just abysmal. It's terrible. They can't score on the power play to save their lives. Shorthanded, they're fine. That's 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 the thing about the Kings and their special teams is that they're always like inconsistent. They're up and down. When when their power play is doing well, their shorthanded is not doing well. When their shorthanded is doing well, their power play is trash. And they just. Todd McClellan seems to think that the only way to fix it is by rotating people in and out of lines up and down. And it's just like, it's not working. Everything that he's trying. I have that one too. That's funny. Um, Really? Yeah, I do. Oh shit. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, it's a, I feel like we're going to play around with Jack's soundboard a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see my text, by the way? I did, yeah. Isn't that a good idea? It's lovely. It, but let, let's just be honest here. Let's be honest here. I mean, because your wrestling knowledge is what? Like, scale 1 to 10? Like doesn't exist. Okay. so Like I, a I, negative 2. So I guess I have the wrestling knowledge. Not a negative knowledge. 2. Like, like, a, like a 1, probably. So I have the wrestling knowledge out of the two of us. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's Let me Let me finish, though, what I need to say. This this is because, like, okay. I think the, the issue with the Kings is more coaching staff-wise. He's having so much fun doing that. I very much am. I think it's more coaching staff-wise because people all over the place are pointing their fingers right at the Pierre Luke Dubois trade. It's not his fault. You're shaking your head like crazy. It's not his fault. I don't have the stats directly in front of me, but you just need to watch a few of these games and you realize that he's playing well. He's moving the puck. Well, he's making good decisions out on the ice. 
he is not playing bad at all. You watch him play. You see him like in practice. He's smiling. People think he's disinterested. He doesn't want to be here. He is not the problem. And when you lose seven games in a row, you cannot put that on just one out of 23 players and that have that one player changing night after night after night. This is a team issue and a ch- the change has to happen from the top because if it doesn't, you're wasting one of the best starts to a season I've ever seen. And you can't waste that. This ha- like this, this team made this trade to be a contender right here, right now. If they do not win a Stanley Cup, like the window is open. And if they don't win a Stanley Cup, sounds like we have breaking news. Pierre-Luc Dubois, and by the way, in 38 games played, seven goals, nine assists for 16 points and a minus not, and a minus nine rating. Not great, but I think I think what a lot of people have been saying too is that like he need, which I kind of agree with honestly, is that he needs a good, he needs like a scoring, decisive winger to help him out, and I think that that they found it. This is my issue with Tom McClellan. They found it by putting him with Adrian Kempe. They played two games together, kicked ass, and then they got split back up. Like, what are we doing here? It's just, it's just it's just a completely wrong decision. And it's like you can't you can't blame it all on Pierre Luc Dubois when it's or like one player, like I just said, when it's when, like the team as a whole just looks disinterested. They're only scoring twice a game. They keep blowing two nothing leads. They keep blowing leads late and losing in overtime of the shootout. I don't care. I'm not one of those people who looks at the record as zero, three and four. Like, oh, yeah, they got some pity. Points. No, I don't care about that. They're zero and seven. They're zero and seven. They have to start winning games now because if they go through the rest of this road trip without a win, this is their longest road trip of the season. They still haven't won a game. They haven't won a game since it became 2024. And if that doesn't change soon, heads have to roll. The Kings, by the way, are currently third in the Pacific Division, by the way. They have like four games in hand. It was five. Now they only have four games in hand over Vegas and Vancouver. But that doesn't matter when you're not winning. By the way, if you want an understanding of how stupidly unbelievable the Canucks are playing right now, they currently have 59 points and have a plus 54 goal differential, which is tops in the the NHL by 10. Yeah, I need need to. The closest one is Winnipeg. I need to give the Canucks credit, honestly, because Rick I didn't think Tockett. they'd be keeping this up. Rick wow. Tockett was a home run hire. Wow. Absolute. Absolute. Let me find the sound. I got a perfect sound for this. Hang on. Oh, there you oh, go. Wait, play that again. My fault. Ah, yes. That's yes. what Rick Tockett was for the Canucks. Like, he has just been the man ever since they hired him. He's been like doing exactly what they needed to do, making all the right choices. And it's like, you see the way you see the style of hockey that they're playing. And like, no one would think it's sustainable. Nobody would think this. Oh, this isn't going to work. They're leading the division. Wasn't Rick talking with the coyotes? He was with, uh, yeah, he was with the coyotes. And then they hired him after he did like a season and a half with TNT. He was on the, he's on the desk for TNT. That's right. So, Wait a minute. Oh, that's right. He was with Tampa and then Pittsburgh for a bit. That's where I remember him. Wow. By the way, JT Miller should be a considerate for the Hart Trophy. Maybe. He's like second in league in points. 
Here's the one thing that there I should we say. Go. Continue. Two. This is going to be short. This is going to be short. This is not going to be a rant. No, you're good. The, you're good, one, you're good. The, the one guy I cannot point fingers at with the LA Kings has been Cam Talbot. This dude has come out of nowhere and been a you. wall in goal. I told you. Yep. I told you. I told I was, you Talbot's I good. was so wrong about Cam Talbot. I thought he was washed. I thought he was coming in looking like just like he was not. He didn't have what he used to have back in the day. Dan was right. And Dan was right for once in his in his life. We're having too much fun with this soundboard, are we? We we absolutely are. And you know, he's come out of nowhere and he's saved. He, he's I, I, I'm not going to say saved, but he's like, eh. yeah, I will, I will say saved. He's saved the goaltending situation. You can't point any fingers at the Kings goalie situation, and he's been named to the All Star game now. So, returning to that Todd McClellan system, maybe that did help him out. I don't, and like I here I was just advocating for Todd to get fired, but like yeah, I don't I don't know anymore. I don't I don't think Cam Talbot's the problem. I don't think he's been the problem, and you know, we're we're just gonna have to see where this goes. I mean, the Kings aren't gonna lose every game from this point on. Like they're not, they're obviously not gonna just like go and lose like whatever fifty plus games they still have left to play this season. Like it's not it's not that bad. No, but it it is getting bad. And like seven straight is unacceptable. The franchise record is 10 straight. If you let it get anywhere near that point, then change needs to be made. If anyone's wondering how inconsistent uh, some fans are, the Islanders, who currently have 48 points and are second or third place in the Metropolitan Division, who, by the way, were at one point second place in the entire Eastern Conference, uh, tied behind a tiebreaker with the Rangers and the Bruins. They've been wanting Lane Lambert fired for weeks. And even after some wins, they will want Lane Lambert fired. So the Kings are, are what are they, sixth in the Western Conference right now? Yeah, they're, sixth. Yeah, they're sixth. I got the stings right here. Uh, Col- Winnipeg leads the, leads the West with 60 points, followed by Vancouver. That's just shocking. Uh, then it's the Avalanche, then the defending champion Knights. Yeah, I got the sound for you. Uh, okay, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> then <laughs> That's it's, how I feel about that for anyone who doesn't then, know. Then it's Dallas, and then it's you guys. So, you're not catching Vancouver unless if the Canucks fall off a cliff. Maybe not. You're going to catch the Knights. I think the Kings, you know, I, I I was saying like all season long that the Kings have been a better team than the Golden Knights and they have a better team than the Golden Knights this year. They do. I, I honestly still think that's true. It's no, just they do. that has not been shown at all these last seven games. Like everything that I've been like arguing for saying like this is why the Kings are better. Te- they're just not showing it over this rough stretch. And I hope it's just a slump. But it's just like when it keeps coming up game after game after game, it's like. Is it really a slump, or is there something worse going on? You know what's something worse going on? Pittsburgh. Good God. Have you paid attention to the Penguins at all? The retirement home Penguins. Please. Oh, my God. You know how many people were picking the Penguins to win the Eastern Conference this year after after they made the Eric Carlson trade? You know how many people were doing that? A lot. Too many. A because lot. The, because if the Eric Carlson trade was the reasoning for why they should win the East, then that's your first problem. Okay, so 
Chris Letang and Eric Carlson are are essentially the same player. Pretty much. Thank you. I I kind of agree. Thank you. I don't watch them that often, but I will say no, like no, 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 no. they are the same player. They will get you five points a night, but then they suck on defense. The point that I'm trying to say here is there's a reason why those of us who are fans of and actually pay attention to teams in the Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference, there's a reason most of us pointed and laughed at the NHL for giving Eric Carlson the the Norris Trophy. I was forgetting what it was called. There. He won his second Norris Trophy in a row, and people were looking at it and going, do these people watch hockey? Like, he stunk on defense. He stunk. He, he's not him, to put it that way. No, 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 no. Eric Carlson has not been the same for, like, four years. I think that's putting it kindly. But people are, are not going to point the finger at the lead cause of this whole thing. There are two people in this in this room that need to be have the fingers pointed and then sent to the moon or eventually to the Temple of Doom. That's an outdated reference for those who get it. No? No. All right. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, by the way. Um, okay, well, I knew, I knew, I knew that movie. I just didn't you. understand okay. like, the full... Okay. Uh, really? You know the movie, but you didn't get the reference? I don't know why I didn't get that reference. Like, I knew... I know about the Temple of Doom. That's for you. But Kyle Dubas and Mike Sullivan. I don't know, like... The Kyle Dubas debate is something that just... Is something that's etched in my brain, too. It's so weird, How isn't it? How do people find this man to be a good GM? How? How? Because I see this guy be a GM. He looks like every dude that gets pushed into a locker room in high school. But he also, for some reason, would be great at your math test. <laughs> Who also somehow slings massive putang. That sound is needed. But how in the world do people think Kyle Dubas is a good GM? So what? You won one playoff series in your entire time with the Maple Leafs. Good for How fucking- long was he with the Leafs for? Oh, God. When did Lemarello get to the Islanders? 2018? Something like that. He's It's been around since then. But when Kyle Dubas signed with Pittsburgh... Yeah, Google it real quick, so I'm not wrong here. Uh, I can hear Jack's keyboard, but... <laughs> but Kyle Dubas July 2014 close enough but and he's won one playoff series well, since he then was, he was named the GM when Lemarello left in 2018 I'm, 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 I'm gonna put it to you in, in about the simplest way possible that does not get the job done at all Here. one playoff series since 2014 wait, wait one playoff series win since 2014 win since 2014 yeah no that no Kyle Dubas no. The only reason he had a job for that long with Toronto is because he kept the core four together. That's the only reason he kept he kept his job with the Leafs. And when he got hired by Pittsburgh, I said, well, that's not going to backfire at all. Because you know what? It has been. It has been. His first big move with the, with the Penguins was to trade for Eric Carlson. That trade has backfired. Because you know why? The Penguins are in cap hell for the next foreseeable future at this point. Or at least until Crosby and Malkin retire. 
this is why we give them the retirement home jokes. Yeah, that that's why before we in fairness, in fairness, Crosby is not playing bad at all. No, like he's, he's certainly Sydney not. Crosby. He's, he's not he's certainly not, not. He's not the problem. He's not the problem. Um you could they're going to point the finger at Sullivan because I I'd, I'd be the first one to tell you I don't know I think Mike Sullivan's a good coach. I think his time in Pittsburgh is dwindling to put it kindly. But how how do people think Kyle Dubas is the best GM in hockey? When guys like Steve Eiserman exist, when guys like Lou Lamorello exist, when guys like, you know, who's the guy in Vancouver? He exists. Uh, Patrick Alvin. Patrick Alvin, thank you. Guy. He's a good GM. Yeah, he's a solid GM. He's a solid GM. You know, it. Doug Armstrong, not probably not Doug Armstrong in St. Louis, but like, there's a lot of good GMs out there, and Dubas is certainly not in that argument. Because all he does is throw money against the wall and see if it sticks. That's what he's doing. That's what he did in Toronto. That's what what he's doing now in Pittsburgh. And it's not going to last. Is that a fair argument to make? Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. It's not. It's not going to last. The, pro- the, the, the problem the Penguins have that has been present even with the, the Steelers and the Pirates is that they don't fire anyone in Pittsburgh. They don't. That's not- a, Yeah, that's a Pittsburgh-wide problem. I mean, we, we only yeah. all we need to do is look at Matt Canada for most of the time. Like, he should have been gone ages ago. By the way, he, he was the top choice for the Patriots before they hired Gerard Mayo, by the way? I don't believe that. I believe that 100%. I don't believe that in the slightest. I mean, look. I, I thought they were going to hire Gerard Mayo the whole time. I thought they were going to go after Vrabel, McDaniels for some stroke of luck, or just promote Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Could you imagine Bill O'Brien in charge of the Patriots? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't. Uh... All right. That's another rabbit hole. We'll take, though, a, which... we'll take a quick break. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some of uh, the head coaching decisions that are going to happen here. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is time to be a sustainable sport. peeps it is i staniel smooth here to bring you a new sponsor to belly up and time to bs draft kings if you're into sports betting and want to get on the action say no more here at belly up we're more than happy to bring you great content and great offers as well that's why we're giving you this sweet deal of my attractive ass voice go to dkng.co slash belly up 150 to get $200 off when you bet $5 or more at DraftKings. Don't forget it! It's a sweet deal. I recommend you try it. Now, with that being said, back to the show! 
It's time to BS. for your keyboard did you have a sound plan no i didn't have a sound plan. i was just looking for the uh for some pictures for some stuff projects ah i see interesting uh we forgot to touch on this mike vrabel has been fired by the tennessee titans after six seasons um and an afc championship appearance in 2019 we were going to enter the the whole Head coaching this discussion. Yeah, I think anyway, there's I think. a big giant rabbit hole in there somewhere. But like, there are currently seven job openings right now after previously eight because Gerard Mayo got hired with the Patriots. I'm fascinated by that. That just yeah, I think I think the system that they had set up there was built for that hire to happen. Should Belichick have ended up leaving? So I think that 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 in itself, by the way, is something that should also be talked Which about. By, is that yeah? Let's, freaking, let's talk about that. Bill Belichick has has and the Patriots have agreed to part ways after 24 seasons in New England. Not surprising. It was going if there was any year it was going to happen, it was this year. Because let's be completely honest, I'm not going to get into the whole like. Was this guy better than Brady or did Brady just carry him or whatever the hell it was? I'm not going to get into that whole debate. No, we but don't need to. Please. You you can't argue with what Belichick's career accomplishments are. You can't look at that resume and not say that he's one of the most accomplished head coaches ever. Yeah, that's fair. Hell, look at Saban. Saban retired. He did. That was shocking. What a day it was for coaching. What a week. A week, yeah, pretty much. Not what? just a day, a whole week. It was it was it was Saban that retired and then it that happened on the same day Pete Carroll left Seattle and then the next day Belichick leaves New England. Well, let's let's let's, let's be honest here. I I'm going to you know, you know, ramble on Saban real quick because I'm not going to argue his accomplishments as a head coach, but who has Alabama played consistently? Like, let's be honest here. People claim he's he's the greatest coach in the history of college football. I'm sorry Joe Paterno existed. I'm sorry Bear Bryant existed. I, I'm not arguing his accomplishments, but Nick Saban has played Mercer consistently every week other than, like, occasional three-game stretch with Ole Miss, Georgia, and then Auburn. That's it. Right? Like, Alabama and those top blue-collar schools, like USC, like, I'll even throw Penn State in there. They play cakewalk schedules. And there's a reason why, like, I love the NFL more than college football because I'm not surprised, like, when I see a team that puts up 60 or 70 on someone, like, well, that's routine. Who are they playing? North Dakota State. Right? Something like that, yeah. I'm, I'm entering dangerous territory, am I? 
A little bit. I'm not a college football guy. Like okay. I care about it or, or not care about, it, but like I watch it. I had I had strong opinions on the uh, the last the last uh, decision day for uh, the playoff. But yeah, that was that was that was not that big of a deal because Florida Florida State was going to lose to Michigan anyway. Yeah, they did get their butts kicked. So well, fair enough. Yeah, by Georgia, rightfully so. But th- that's my argument with Saban. Like, I'm not tarnishing his accomplishments. I'm not tarnishing his legacy with Alabama or LSU or with wherever he was. But for God's sakes, like, really? We're putting this guy on the pedestal who consistently, you know, played against Jacksonville State every week? I think. The big argument that a lot of people are making, which is kind of fair, is that like you don't win that many national titles by accident. No, that I'm not. Again, I'm not tarnishing his accomplishments or the fact that he had more first round draft picks than losses, which is stupid to think about. Like that is absolutely stupid. Stupid to think about. He had what ten losses or twelve losses his entire tenure at Alabama. How long was he the Alabama head coach? 2009, 2009 right? Uh, let me check. Someone Google. Like, I forgot there's only two of us here. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. Uh... On January 3rd, 2007, Nick Saban officially accepted the head coaching position. Who, by the way, was the previous head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And for those who say, oh, Nick Saban could coach the NFL, no, he can't. I'll die on this hill. Not every great college coach is a great NFL coach. I'm sorry. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to get screamed at, and I already know it. Probably. And that's fine. I'll take the hit. I will take the hit. But what the hell? Like, we're, we're calling Alabama the best college football team ever. Like, for God's sakes, people. Like, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes was incredible. That Miami team was amazing. Nebraska? Let's not forget Nebraska in the 90s. I wish we had Mike on here. He would he'd be perfect to ramble with this. Mm-hmm. You're not the biggest college football guy, I forgot. No. It's all right. But that's mostly because UCLA just sucks. Chip yeah. Kelly's got to go. All right. <laughs> that's my whole reasoning for that. For that's why your I don't whole watch reason. <laughs> that, that's literally your accomplishment. That's your accomplishment. Your, your, single, your, your single contribution... To this entire subject is UCLA Chip- should fire Chip Kelly so that I can start caring about college football again. All right, <laughs> it's all I got. It's all he's got. <laughs> can we talk about the Patriots, please? Sure. Bill Belichick <laughs> retired after twenty-four years. Well, he didn't retire. He parted ways with the Patriots in twenty-four years. He's going to the Chargers. He's um. I think he retires, if I'm being honest with you. How old is he? 71? Old. Something like that. He's old. Great, great contribution there, Jack, once again. 
Jack is oh, on a boy. Jack's on a roll. Um, Bill Belichick is yeah, he's seventy one. Jack's on a that fucking sound. <laughs> um, I think the people have been talking about like um a so called mystery team that is trying to uh the trying to yeah i think it might be the titans i think i think personally bill belichick it would be watch him go to fitting of this mystery team to for him to go to dallas watch him go to the falcons that'd be hilarious i say dallas they're not they don't have like a head coach opening um yeah what the hell was that (laughs) People were mentioning Dallas for some reason. I don't know why. Like, what, um, what? If they fire Mike McCarthy, that's only to promote Dan Quinn as the head coach. Which, by the way, again, they're not going to fire Mike. They're McCarthy. not going to fire McCarthy. Um, what team was it? What team was I? The Raiders. No. I need a clock. Like the 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 Price is Right. I need that sound. I need, I'm I'm trying to find the uh, head coach openings. Oh, I have them. I have them. I have them on me. Uh, Seahawks, Titans, Washington, Raiders, Falcons, Chargers, Panthers. Did we lose track? Nice voice. No, I got a list. I got a list. I got a list. I I, I um I'm just thinking about like which team. Atlanta would be funny. Atlanta would be fucking hilarious. Which, by the way, had, like, why did the Falcons fire Arthur Smith? I don't know. I don't know either. Actually, I kind of do know. I think, I think it was just another case of the coach wasn't getting the job done. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if we were to talk to Falcon fans, they would say you you couldn't get Kyle Pitts involved. You couldn't get B. John Robinson involved. You could yeah. get Drake London involved. I, I see where they're coming from here. Yeah, I, I, I can I, agree with that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I do. I just don't know. I My my thing is, I don't think he's going to be capable of saving the Chargers at all. Is he going to make them better? Sure. But, like, no. it's the Chargers here. Like, what have they ever done? What big hire has ever, like, gotten them out of that, like, pit that they're in? Like, what... It's just not I don't I don't think it's feasible. I mean let's be honest here. The Chargers are fucked. They're straight fucked. That's another thing too. Like they're they're in, they're gonna be in salary cap. Oh, they're gonna cut so many people. I mean, did you see BS sessions with thirty five with uh Jackson Bevins? I don't think I did. Oh, it's on YouTube. That du- by the way, I might say Jackson. That dude has a glorious beard. He has an immaculate beard. That's the only reason I do live streams is for BS sessions. Just for his beard? No, just well. That dude has a great beard, and like honestly, he has some good football knowledge. Fair enough. Fun guest. Fun guest. The Panthers one fascinates me. I think. Okay. Okay. Let's have some fun here. I think we can all agree to some point that the Seahawks job is the best available head it's coach. It's one opening. of the best available. It's one of the best openings. 
The Raiders are up there. Um, but then again, they'd be stupid to not retain Antonio Pierce. The Panthers are up there because of their roster is not too bad. And they have Bryce Young, the first overall pick. Right? Right. That's not that's not a bad thing to say. The commander's job fascinates me. That's another one that I think Belichick might consider. That's an interesting one because they have Curtis Samuel, uh, Ter- Scary Terry McLaurin. By the way, that's one of the greatest nicknames for receiver ever. And Jahan Dodson, along with a pretty decent offensive line, a pretty good defense. And I'm not going to. I think BNV gets that job. I think. Do they- yes. Yes, they hire Eric Bieniemy. I think it's time. I think there's a reason why Bieniemy hasn't been hired yet. Still, criminal record. I didn't know that was involved. No, there that wasn't. Was, what I was it was say. involved. There was actually like some minor criminal record involved with Eric Bieniemy. I was gonna say too. He just didn't interview very well. No, I that that too. That too. The the Chargers job. I think if you get hired by the Chargers, you have to prepare to lose for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, stick it, it up with Herbert. Be, it has to be one of those jobs where you kind of realize that, like, you're not going to be doing a lot of winning, like, right within the first year. You have to be willing to take on the to be the coach that is willing to take on a rebuild. By the way, um, the, uh, it's, it's the David Coley thing, right? With the Texans. Like, you have to be prepared to suck it up for a year or two. Um, Despite, like, just... You're a scapegoat for the, for the big problem, which they got rid of the problem with Tom Telesco, the Chargers did. Tom Telesco, Brandon State, I mean, the whole thing Everything. is a mess. Fuck you, Spanos. By the, by the way, the name of this episode is The Soundboard War. How's it going? <laughs> Delightful. Delightful times, indeed. I think we're just going to have fun with, like, soundboards. Honestly. Honestly, I could I could dig this for a long time. I have so much fun with soundboards with some of my friends when we watch football games. Oh, it's great. It's the best. Oh, it's great. Uh, what do the Panthers do? I don't know. I think I think it's another, a, a similar situation with the Panthers. If I'm being completely honest, let's assume let's assume here that Belichick retires. Okay. Let's assume Belichick retires, unless he wants to go after the all-time wins record. Let's just assume that. Okay. If you're Carolina, and you want to make the most out of Bryce Young, okay, we want to see what this kid has. Just go after a guy who you know can connect with with a quarterback really well. Who would you go after? Assuming Belichick retires, yeah, there's not a lot out there. I mean, it's a it's a tough call, and like whatever I say, it's not even taking into account like all of the coordinators that are getting job offers. 
I'll throw one I out mean, for you. Brian okay. Schottenheimer. Okay. With the Cowboys. Brian Schottenheimer, let's be real, um, is a good offensive coordinator. Brian Schottenheimer, I think he was with the Rams for a hot minute. Right? I don't know. Google Brian Schottenheimer, please. Okay. Because if I remember him from the Jets, I remember him from the Seahawks, I remember him from the Colts. Uh, he's, yeah, he was he was an assistant with the Rams in '97. Brian Schottenheimer. Yep. In '97. '97, and then it, and then for, it, it, it's there Hold again on. from twenty from twenty twelve to twenty fourteen. He was thank our o- offensive coordinator. That's the one I was thinking of. Twenty eleven to twenty twelve. Like, thank you, thank you for your contributions there, Jack. Once again, but Brian Schottenheimer, I think would be a good option. Like, that's not a bad idea. It might be worth a try. It's worth a shot. I mean, you let, let, let's be honest. Here. You got to suck it up and go to, and deal with David Tepper. Which whoever they hire a GM has to deal with his ass, too, because let's be honest here. I think a lot of people were expecting. We're not thinking, hey, let's trade everything and everyone to go get Bryce Young. Who, by the way, might not be as good as people say he is, but who knows? Right? I don't think Bryce Young is as bad as people say he is, but like, I'm going to clear up right now that they should have drafted CJ Stroud. I think think that. Hard to say. I think that was probably a better pick. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, The big argument you can make is Bryce Young was selected to be first overall because of two reasons. One, Heisman Trophy winner. Two, top quarterback in, at Alabama. Three, the quarterback for the top team in the nation at Alabama. And just, he was a top quarterback prospect out of high school. He was going to go first overall, regardless it's the Trevor Lawrence debate. Trevor Lawrence, the second he took the field of the national title game against Alabama, was going first overall whenever he was getting drafted. I sense Jack is typing. I'm not. Um, yeah, that was me typing. I'm just searching for more stuff. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jack but yeah, is, no, I get it. Yeah, it's like th- that's the argument. Like, as good as we want to make Stroud and it's still up for debate because of the Ohio State quarterback curse. It, they were taking Bryce Young regardless. Sure. I mean, I don't. I, I think it, I think it's worth a shot, like trying to like. I, I yes. don't think what what I'm trying. I can't form sentences today. My brain is just that's my brain right now. Um, <laughs> Perfect sound. <laughs> Perfect sound. <laughs> That's <was> great. <laughs> that was perfect. That was just unnecessarily perfect. Um, uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't know. You were thinking of something. Your your brain clicked. Bryce Young. It was Bryce yes, Young. Thank you. Um, he. 
I yeah, you you've got you you're basically in a situation. I don't I don't want to use the word stuck, but that's kind of what it is. Like you you kind of have to like see what you got and see if he can still develop because you know you don't want to just look at that one trash year and be like, oh yeah, no, like they should have taken CJ Stroud because like they've both, which is what I just said, but they've both played just one year in the National Football League. Let's get, we need we need we need to make that like abundantly clear that this has just been one season and there's no telling that this was just a one season thing. It could be a thing where like the, these both of those quarterbacks were destined for greatness or they both just end up sucking next year. Yeah, I mean that's a big argument there. I mean that's a really big argument. You kind of just have to like I, I I don't know I don't I don't I don't even remember what the initial point of the whole conversation was so I don't uh, know what I'm head trying co- head coaching jobs yeah who the the Chargers actually just interviewed Todd Monken he's the Raiders offensive coordinator uh, the Ravens, Ravens offensive Ravens. coordinator by the way here's another one Mike McDonald the Ravens DC he's gonna get a job. Right? You would think possibly. so? Possibly. Possibly. I would think so. I would absolutely believe so. You know who I think is going to get a job, and I hope doesn't, Raheem because Morris. selfishly, yeah, Raheem Morris, I think, is probably going to get yeah. looked at. By a few, he's already been interviewed by a few teams. So, you know, I think he deserves it, but obviously, oh, selfishly, selfishly, I want him to stay. But that's just how it is in the NFL. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not right. a whole lot. We got one more topic to get to before we close up shop for the day. So with that being said, we'll take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. And if you hear that sound, that is Donut playing in the background. Because she's an agent of chaos. Life continues. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You can't look this good talking some BS without a great haircut. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth here from Time to BS. And I want to talk to you guys about our newest friends of the show, Hardway Barbershop. Located in the hidden gem of Long Island in Blue Point, New York. Hardway Barbershop will be sure to give you a nice clean cut and beard trim for all your stylish needs. And for some sweet prices too. So what are you waiting for? Book your next haircut appointment at Hardway Barbershop today. It's time to BS. We did it. We play. We we 
we we suffered through 17 weeks 18 weeks 18 weeks that's a fine (laughs) (laughs) your brain is not on par today isn't it it's been a long day for you yeah it's been a long day it's been a a long long fucking day for you i've been all over the place but playoffs are hype like this this is uh is it and you know, I'm hoping as as a fan of the Rams, I'm hoping that we're able to prove a lot of teams wrong, a lot of uh, yeah media, a lot of doubters, incorrect. Yeah, I'll argue with that. I'm not arguing with that at all. Um, so with that being said, let's uh, go through Wild Card Weekend if I could find it somewhere. I'll find it. There it is. Uh, so here we go, wild card weekend. Uh, start with the Saturday slate of games. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco is elite. Going to Houston to take on the four-seeded Texans. How about that game? That's a fun one. That's a fun, that's a meme-filled game. It's a meme-filled game, but it's a, it's a fun one because, like, it, it, it's it, the quarterback matchup is just so fun to think about. It's so fu- it's fun to think about CJ Stroud and how good he's been as a rookie. And then he's going up against Joe Flacco who came off his couch and he's been hauling ass. Literally. Like, Oh my God. He came out of nowhere. Um, I'm picking Cleveland. I'm picking Cleveland to win by a close one. I think Houston, I'm gonna. Go- I think Houston's gonna be there soon. They are. I think I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you and pick Cleveland just because Houston. It feels like is like they're. I, I think they're dealing with some injury problems still. Granted, that hasn't stopped CJ Stroud. I don't think it should stop CJ Stroud again. I think he's gonna be fine. But you know, this is the time of year where that kind of stuff really does matter. So. I feel I feel like Cleveland is uh, it's funny I say that because Cleveland is on their the their fifth starting quarterback as of week 18. So uh, the Miami Dolphins traveling to Kansas City to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, uh, excuse me, the Kansas City frauds or the Kansas City Swifts. The Kansas City Swifties. Um, Third time's a charm. Uh, I hate I hate <laughs> to be uh, I hate to. Uh, be the person who uh, roots in favor, and this is not me rooting in favor of the Swifties, but this game belongs to Kansas City through and through, and I say that mostly because of the weather. Oh, it's now, cold. I I think I don't I don't think it's going to be a a blowout by any means necessary. I think that uh, the the Chiefs. I don't know how they're going to play up to par. I don't think the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to get that out of the no. way right now. Um, absolutely not. They are. But I, I called them the Kansas City frauds at first for a reason. Exactly. But my thing, the thing that I'm trying to say is that the the Chiefs. I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't want to base my pick just on the weather, but at the same time, it's like Miami is used to playing in Miami. The Dolphins are used to playing in Miami. They have like the warmer temperatures in that part of the world and stuff like that. It's like. Now you're going into a game that has record cold potential, and it's just like, are they really going to show up? Is Tua really going to show up in that weather? I, I don't think it was a very good omen either that Tua kind of fell apart. Like the 
the Dolphins, it felt like they were kind of in control of a lot of what was happening in that game against Buffalo last Sunday night. But Tua yeah. just couldn't show up. He threw a pick at the end of the game. So it's like, I, I, want I don't chaos. know. I want chaos. It's going to be chaos. I want chaos. Give me the Dolphins in overtime. 17-14. I want chaos. I want chaos. Just. Just give me chaos. Just how hard is that to ask? He wants his chaos, folks. I want it. Give me what I want. No, no one got that. All right, fine. Uh, Next up, the Pittsburgh frauds or the Pittsburgh shits go to Buffalo, take on the bills and the church of Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, remember when I said that last game won't be, uh, might be close. This one will not be close. No, uh, this Buffalo's is Buffalo gonna smoke them by a country mile. We say um, that as the Steelers, by the way, just are in every game. They are. Shockingly. And I expect that, you know what? I expect them to be in this game too, but, uh, this is, this is the, I think the the bills are just a significantly better team. I don't think there's really too much arguing there. The Packers and the Cowboys and Big D. Uh, the Packers are going to give Big D that Big D because Big D is their bitch. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. I will. I'm Packers because the Packers own Dallas for some fucking reason. <laughs> that and it's just the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah, that too. Um, I, don't, I don't trust Dallas in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, like, I, I will say Dallas has not lost at home this season. So the, you have to take that into account. Yeah, I hear with that part. But. I mean, like. I feel I feel like the way Jordan Love has been playing, too. I hate that the Rams did not go and get Carson once earlier because the game that they started Brett ripping in against the Packers not that it did too much to the Rams season. They still finished in the seat ahead of the Packers, but the Packers are only in because they got that spark from beating the Rams that badly. Like it was 20 to three was the final score. They could do nothing with the football the whole game. Oh, you're going to hate my Super Bowl pick then. Oh, no. Oh, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. I don't want to hate it, but you're I feel like I'm going to hate it. You're going to hate it. Um, are we getting that far, or are we just predicting the wild card? Oh, we're getting the Super Bowl picks the whole nine oh, yards. By the Jesus. way, San Fran. By the way, San Francisco and Baltimore are the top two seeds in their respective conferences. Uh, Detroit, Motor City, Dan Campbell biting off the kneecaps of them boys, taking on Jack and his Rams. I sense confidence. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are going to win that game. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much. I think You're it's going to be a, a tough one, a scrappy one. If you, if you say Detroit, if you say Detroit, oh. I will punch through my screen, through my monitor. Okay, let's be real, though. Let's be real. Let's be fanhood completely aside. How much real? How much more real can we get? How awesome would it be if Detroit won a Super Bowl? How awesome! It'd be cool. It'd be amazing. I'd hate that it would have come at the expense of the Rams slightly, but I wouldn't be mad at them. This trade. There we go. This, the trade between the Rams and the Lions involving <laughs> Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. 
that's a fun discussion to get into because a lot of there are some people I know out there that are talking about how this game might decide the outcome of this trade. No. Death, taxes, and Jack talking the Rams. It's a win-win. <laughs> Pretty much. Tra- trade's a win-win. Let's get that out of the way oh, now. It's a the Lions, absolutely. The, the Lions, the, the Rams made the trade to win a Super Bowl. They already did that. That's yeah. that's that's there, but you cannot say the Rams lost the trade in any sense of the word. No, you can't. Um, the Lions made the trade to be in the position they are in now. They basically wanted to say, okay, we're gonna bite Jared, the kneecaps. Yeah, we're gonna bite kneecaps. If Jared shit. Goff is the guy, we have our guy. If he's not the guy, we have the assets to build up. So we just wait it out. We ride the wave, and then we get the pieces that we need with the capital with all the draft capital that we have to build to get into this point. They just happen to be, I'd say maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. And because Jared Goff has proven to be playing great. That being said, Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback in this matchup. Let's not get it twisted. And he, this guy is the soul snatcher for a reason. He is, he's going to come into this game and play like he he's been a top five quarterback all season, and he's gonna play like it. He's he's absolutely gonna play like it this week, and I think the Lions are in for. I don't want to say a rude awakening, but actually, yeah, I am gonna say a rude awakening. It's not gonna be a blowout by any means. I think it's gonna be a close one. Maybe we have a shootout in our hands. I will say, it hurts them a lot if they don't have um. They have a big name that was hurting. His it was on the tip of my tongue, and I completely forgot. James so. Williams. No, not Jameson Williams. Uh, team? Lions. Uh, LaPorsche. Yeah, Sam LaPorta. Uh, if he if he goes, it sounds like he might go. Then credit to him if he does. But like, I don't I don't care. That's the thing too. Some people are saying, "Oh, I'd rather beat them at full strength." I don't care about whether a team is at full strength or not. I don't give a shit. It's the playoffs. I want them to win. There and they are go. very capable of winning. Have you? I haven't even said Pukunakua's name yet. The tribe of Pukunakua. He's gonna go off. Him and Cooper Cup together. I think they they've already had a couple of games where he explodes. Pukunakua, by the way, the new rookie leader in receptions and receiving yards all time in a single in a rookie season by anyone. No one else has done what he's done. And uh, can I, yeah, can well, I say they Tampa? Have. Can I say Tampa destroys Philadelphia? Yes. Tampa I think you Bay. can't say that. I think it's fair to say I've lost all my confidence in the Eagles. Tampa Bay just Tampa Bay wins by twenty. Yeah. Um Wow, 20, you didn't argue with me. By twenty? Yes. Um I don't know about by twenty, but you know, I'm gonna give credit where like, it's due. You know, thirty eight to eighteen. You know? Thirty I, I don't know. I, the thing is, I'm going to say credit to where it's due for Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield has come out of nowhere. Baker Mayfield looks like he know. had that career resurgence when he when he spent like a few weeks with the Rams. He, he kind of realized that, like, yeah, he's still that dude. Like he, he can still ball out. So amazingly, what happens when you play with Sean McVay? I know. Right. It's kind of crazy stuff right there. Yeah. Um, uh, but nah, he he's he's shown that it's not just like a coaching thing. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows that like he or we know now that he's capable of balling out, and he's been showing it this last these last season, this last season and a half, I'll say. So. Yeah. Detroit and Baltimore for the Super Bowl in Vegas. 
You have Detroit and Baltimore. I wouldn't hate that Super Bowl to be completely honest. Thank you. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. No, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the train I'm on. Here, okay, here's the train that I'm on. It involves the Rams. It does involve the Rams. Shocker. If we if the Rams cannot beat the 49ers, I think it's a 49ers Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win it. They're not going to win it by any means, but I think I think they get there because I don't see another team in the NFC stopping this team. Maybe Detroit has a chance. Yeah. But Detroit would need to play a perfect game. I mean, we all know what Detroit likes to do. That we do. Bite them kneecaps. They love their kneecaps. Can we, so. just, can we throw that out there? That press conference, that industrial press conference with Dan Campbell, was one of the greatest press conferences I've ever seen. That was legendary. Oh, it was amazing. I loved that press conference. Oh, I think so there great. were some people that were hating on it. And I, I was looking back at the media and talking and like no. see, people were saying like that that was terrible. What the hell? That's awesome for him to come out of nowhere to a franchise that's been struggling for as long as it has. It and to say that they're going to they're going to bite kneecaps. I dig. I dig. It I mean, awesome. he's, it's just he's just that good. And he's great. showing it too. like he's been. It's great. Yeah, he deserves it. He's capable of doing what like. Yeah. What he said that he was going to do, it, it epitomizes Detroit perfectly, I'd say. Absolutely. He took he took his idea and made it literally good for fucking him. I hope he loses on Sunday, but shocker of the day. You know, I'm not I'm not going to root against the Lions if they win. I'm going to I'm going to make that clear right now. I don't I don't think Rams fans and Lions fans there's beef this weekend. But I don't think that there's going to be like, oh, screw you forever for the rest of, to, of all time if the Lions win. Or if, like it's it's going to be like, I think Rams fans, I would hope that Rams fans stay classy in defeat. But I don't think they're going to lose this game. Eh. I think we're going to have some fun here. But uh, as long as we don't get San Francisco in the Super Bowl, we're fine. And I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Please. Please. I hope not. I don't think they're going to win it. Please. Uh, Your pick for MVP of the NFL before we close up shop. Oh, man. MVP pick is hard. I'm going to go. Let's be be clear here. The MVP is also known as most valuable quarterback. Yes. 100%. Stupid. That's what I need. The world's smallest violin sound. <laughs> the world's smallest violin. I need to find that. <laughs> I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it and download it. You know what? I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Um, MVP. You know what? Give me it's, you know, it's Lamar Jackson. It's <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I don't know why it was lost on me for a little bit. It's... Lamar Jackson, you can't look at the performances that he's had this season and say it's not him. It's I, I it's not Brock Purdy. I'm going to get that out of the way Jack, right now. The Brock, NFL wants Brock Purdy more. I know than anything the else. 49ers hive mind is going to get them to win Brock Purdy. Give the MVP to Brock Purdy, and I think it's bullshit. No, he has not been playing at an NFL level. I think all you, if we're especially going by the met- the metric that everybody loves to go by, who is the best quarterback in the league? Who is the most valuable quarterback to their team? Or who the most valuable player to their team? It's Lamar. 
Look at the way Brock Purdy played when CMC and Debo went down. Oh, uh, here, here's, here's your evidence. Here's another argument. Here's another argument. If you're playing for a coach who made Brian Hoyer look like a competent quarterback on two different occasions, oh my god, I will die on this hill. I will die on this hill. Kyle Shanahan made made Brian Hoyer in Cleveland and in San Francisco look like a competent quarterback. I will die on this hill. I sense distraught from Jack. There's distraughtness, yeah. Why? Why? Look, I don't know. He made Jimmy Garoppolo Super Bowl quarterback. He did. But Garoppolo fell apart in pressure situations anyway, so. Okay, here's another argument. He made Matt Ryan into a league MVP. Right? Sure. That might be the worst one I've said. I just I think I think about I think about Shanahan and like what has gone wrong for him over the course of his career though. Jokes. It's like Yeah. That was a it's, terrible sound. It's, it's, that's a that was a bad sound, but it, it, that's exactly it. Like he's never he's always like doing these things to make these players seem a lot better than they are. And then when they get to the big games, the big situations, they choke. Garoppolo fell apart in Super Bowl fit forty. 40. It was Super Bowl 50 something. 51. No, it Not wasn't. 51. 50. That was the Falcons game. That was the Falcons game. Uh, 54. That's what it was. It was Super Bowl 54. He, fe- he fell apart with the lead in that game. And then... You're enjoying your Yoshi sound effects a lot, aren't you? Yes, I very much am. <laughs> the soundboard war. <laughs> the soundboard war. It has killed you. You were dying a painful death listening to all this. Why would I die a painful death? Uh, it's not painful. Why would it be a painful death? I don't know. Let's be honest with you. If I you're were laughing so hard, no, your no, sides no, no. are. If I were to die a painful death, just throw me into a shark tank. Um, Kyle no. Shanahan. He. I, just, I was just talking about like like we talked about the Super Bowl Fifty One. We talked about the Super Bowl Fifty Four. The NFC Championship game against the Rams fell apart in that one. Garoppolo fell apart in that one. He was uh, they the Rams basically eliminated the run game thanks to Eric Weddle coming off of his couch, and they couldn't get anything going. So they had to force Garoppolo to like drop back and throw the ball. And when they got into that situation, the Rams dialed up the pressure. Garoppolo made mistake after mistake and then almost got sacked through a pick, lost the game. And then he got hurt in his last year in San Francisco. And then he got benched. He got bent. I think it's fair to say that Kyle Shanahan has made a lot of quarterbacks look better than they are. Thank you. If that was your initial point, then yeah, I see where you're coming from. But yes. at the end of the day, Johnny Manziel, the, at the end of the day, the job is still not getting done with Shanahan. So that's that's just what I, I don't see it happening with the 49ers. Yeah. Good argument. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this episode of Time to BS with Daniel Smooth. This has been episode 203. As per usual, we're coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York, blah, 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 blah. We're all tired. We're exhausted. But we're ready for playoff football. I think that's what matters. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel Smooth, and I will see you all in this life or the next one.